Hello, everyone. Back to life. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. That gave me life, literally. <laughs> you just said Guys, is this like promo part two? Oh, good. <laughs> I don't even know what this is at this point. It's ourselves. It is what it is. <laughs> we bring life. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Boys You're and girls. Welcome. Friends and enemies, everyone. Wow, enemies. I don't have yeah. any. Too. Then you're not doing something right. Is that <laughs> even the case? It is. I feel like if you go through this life and you don't have enemies, it means you it just it means there's nothing going for you. And I'm not saying that's the I case. I just think enemies is such a strong word. But you, know? you must have enemies. Like enemies, I think people who hate you, like they have like literally a stick puppet and they put needles in your eye or something. That's oh. gonna be extreme. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when I think about an enemy, that's what I think. I'm pretty sure there's people in the village that are, you know, probably working up towards that as well. No, that's like the, the extreme level of enemies. I was more like, you know, when you see them on the street, you cross over to the other side. Oh, yeah, 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 sure, of course. Okay, or just so enemies. enemies. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, good news. Your good news is bad news to them, you know. <laughs> are you guys actually aware of any enemies you have? Yeah. I remember you, you, you know, walk into a room and suddenly a smile turns into a frown. Like, oh, what, what is she looking for? Why is she here? No. What? I don't know. I don't. You know what? I think I'm just very tunnel visioned. Like, I don't. Or you just my have enemy. That's cool. You. you could have fake people around you. I was just oh, going to say. I remember um, one time I heard that my enemy's house got infested by rats, and you were like, "Yay!" Yeah, I was really. I was, <laughs> I was quite pleased about that. So. Audie was like, "My God lives." <laughs> <laughs> I was, to, you know, when your parents are like, "Yeah, like avenge me, oh my God!" Those yeah. prayers in church. I was really praying those prayers, mm. and that's terrible as a Christian. No, I'm so sorry. I can't relate. I actually don't have enemies, and Ooh. I don't. There's no one who no has one bad has news that I'm like happy. But like, I, I'm just one of those people. If you offend me, first of all, if you offend me and, my, and you're my friend, if I care enough, like I will tell you if it was oh. if it really cut that deep. But if we're not friends or like you're an enemy, as you guys are saying, I probably won't care. So yeah, I think you just don't pay them any mind. That's that's yeah. I just uh, just I keep just keep them. We're at my favorite part of every episode. Um, so guys, you know what's coming. How was your week? Oh, here we go. I'm beginning to feel like. <laughs> Please sigh louder. Sigh Honestly. louder. <laughs> um, I'll I'll save the best for last. <laughs> wow one, Audie. No. how about you yes, oh you wanted to go time. first now <laughs> no my way i mean i'm not like ruth i don't pass up the opportunity when it comes to me i take it by i take the bull by its horns my week was fine um i went back up to london um during the week anyways yeah it was really interesting to be like it feels so weird london babe. Back where i was at uni and just like experience yeah, it as you went to you went to uni in london didn't you yeah i did crazy like, do you like london like, i do now i realize i think maybe because i've been at home for a bit too long so i'm like please just get me out of here <laughs> <laughs> please. because because i feel like i feel like unpopular opinion but to be fair i like london because when you're in london you know you i can feel that i'm in london like I, there is definitely a difference but long term or like i don't know if it's the place for me but I don't know. The last time I went to London was two years ago, and before then it was like thirteen years ago or fourteen. So, you know, I've oh, not seen know. that much. I almost no. felt like I was at home again. It felt like walking down my regular street. Cause, wow. Um, yeah, I, I lived there for for a few years, so it felt like oh my gosh. Like I, I mean, I know where I'm going when I'm like in that area. Oh, so it felt I like. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but then it was, I mean, it was mad because I, I literally forgot, like, about the tube and about rush hour, like, about everything. So it was, I kind of enjoyed getting back into it. But at the same time, it was like, oh, I realized that my life now is so different to how it used to be um, before. But it was nice to remember and just go around, like, the old places that I used to go to. How was your week? It was fine, but I just want to say, like, the tube, I'm so sorry, I have, like, a, I don't want to say love-hate relationship, because I'd almost want to say it's definitely, like, a hate relationship with the tube. Actually, let's say love-hate, because the tube is only nice when it's empty, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, 
and majority of the time they're full i feel like that just sucks funny <laughs> just enough really like sucks. all the all the times i used the tube um last week it was fine like there were no aside from on friday when i was trying to get back home and then there were like so many delays because some like unfortunate stuff happened on the tube so i was just like oh what a way to end the whole situation but i love the tube i just love how like i know a lot of people in london complain that it's inefficient and yeah. it's like there's always delays but when you've lived somewhere where there's worse delays the tube is great like the tube is a godsend but yeah i hear you i hear you um but you were saying how's my week you see yeah it's quite bad because i always forget what has happened in my week um what happened this week i'm gonna have to just say it's fine like it was it was okay it was normal oh i actually traveled Oh yeah, you did. in the week yeah, yeah yeah i forgot so i came back on monday yeah so i came back earlier this week and yeah that was fun and what else happened i've started a new thing so have you heard of reformer pilates who hasn't <laughs> that's the question <laughs> well i don't know because I, I feel like i only heard about it recently i've been hearing so... about it since um laurie harvey was with michael b jordan but you think about it, that... Lori only said Pilates. She didn't say reformer Pilates. But I'm pretty she sure never... she like posted on her Instagram, didn't she? And I know Courtney Jenner, not Courtney Jenner. Oh my God. Is that Courtney? Courtney? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, she used to do reformer Pilates. So that's why I think I first saw it. And then Lori Harvey was like, really? Yeah. Oh, well, she's like I started. Healthy, isn't she, Courtney? yeah yeah she's definitely the organic lady and you know doesn't like i don't know she's just yeah she's a they're all healthy but she's apparently a bit different i think she doesn't have like lactose or something i don't really know, remember but yes yeah, so i started pilates so i did my first two classes and it was like really nice um so yeah it's been a good week it's been yeah literally the little things bring me joy pilates and traveling how about you, Ruth? My week, I, th- I feel like it's been a trying week for me, um, which is absolutely fine uh, because, you know, just have to keep going and tough it through. Um, but I think it's also been a week where I've been able to just sit down, talk to myself, um, not as a mad woman, but really have deep conversations. I knew with you were going to do that little ad lib <laughs> and be like, by the talk way, to my, <laughs> I'm not I'm losing not, it. You know, I'm not losing it. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> not yet i haven't been you know consumed by the world um not today maybe tomorrow not even tomorrow (laughs) um but yeah i it was it was a time for me to like really meditate sit down with myself and sit down with god as well like honestly you know things have to get better from now so that that that's what this week has been for me a time of just like meditation and trying to get myself (laughs) <laughs> but I didn't know how von not vulnerable I don't know what it is like I actually thought you know everything was fine and then boom this week came and said do you yes. mean like how volatile you know? certain situations were yes yeah like I really thought you know what I've seen it all I've heard it all I've done it all you know and this this week really came to humble me and so but I think I needed it to be fair I think I needed it because I feel like sometimes you literally go through each and every day almost in autopilot and sometimes I think I just needed something to rattle me and get me to literally like sit down and think Mm. it's been a while since I've sat down and thought really sat down with myself so yeah sorry to dampen no, the spirits, it's fine but... like life has been lifing so it really has but the sun came out today so it gave me my little dose of vitamin d that really helped um, guys you know the sun has so like the effects of the sun is crazy literally like i cannot even begin to explain honestly when um we started getting like longer hours of daylight i felt like my mood just improved like exponentially in comparison to when we were in winter because that winter was it was, was really kicking my <laughs> my behind yeah I, th- I think we i just we just need to relocate i think that's sh- that would be a good oh, it would be so nice i know, you know I like have to do some research into the effects of sunlight um, um on our mood i'll give you that homework so if you have nothing else please <laughs> what do you mean? Can, can that what research do you mean? why is it me that's researching what's wrong with ruth 
Oh. Uh, uh, wow. Did I you know, not just hear how my week went? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like, on top of that, you want to be giving me assignments. Um, anyways, um, can you just make sure that at the end of your assignment, it's rounded off with at least tickets to go somewhere so we can do some active study? No. So, I don't know. You, you sponsor us, Ruth. I'll go on your dime for sure. No, I'm basically volunteering myself to be a live subject. Anyway, we're just going to ignore what you said there. Wow. <laughs> and they wonder why I'm upset. <laughs> In the words of Ruth, who needs friends when you have enemies? Literally. <laughs> How does that even make sense? Wait, wait, yeah. I don't <laughs> <laughs> no, I said who needs enemies when you have. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Sorry. Oh dear. You made it sound I was, like I was I'd say, rather like, be in the company of enemies. Enemies. I was gonna say what a problematic life. Literally. Oh, yeah. So you need to get a taste of this problematic life because oh, no, I don't. I just do don't do get like... how you guys. No, but guys, I don't know how you guys do it. Like I just. Have you, Honestly, I, do, I didn't. Do you know. guys ever Sometimes remember watching? Sometimes we need a little bit of chaos. Literally, you just like, need a little bit of. Do you guys ever remember you know I mean? watching um, How the Other Half Live? No, I've never seen that. You guys have never watched it. I think basically. I watch it tonight though. Thanks for the recommendation. Oh, it's a 2012 thing. Um, but I think Zaliha just needs to like spend a week in you know you know just living our life. Yeah, because like, it sounds like she lives in a bubble, like this nice little, like sanitized, like clean. You've never life. been around problematic no, but guys, people. I don't understand how you guys don't. You cultivate what you, whatever bubble you want to live in, and mm, yeah, I don't think that's true. Your environment you, you, has an no, effect you on your reality. No, for sure. But then you can also, when you, as when you're grown, you also have options and you can make choices. So, yeah, like I just. I think no, like, if, I if, if, if that's the case, I think some people would end up living a very secluded life depending on the environment they find themselves in. No, but I just mean like you can make choices the same way you guys... I don't imagine being able to know who your enemies. I like. I literally, it's so foreign to me. Do you know what I mean? It's not like about. That. It's not about. I, you can know your enemies, but it's a different thing to acknowledge them. There's actively people that maybe you don't. You didn't start off as enemies, but you fell out and they held a grudge and you genuinely know that this person when they hear your name they have nothing good to say about you but then you don't have to pay them any mind like you said you don't need to acknowledge them when you see them you can still say hi some other people they'll see you and literally walk past you they know who you are they know your name but they just rather not give you that acknowledgement so yeah i i, I think i think I mean, it's it's one of those things. If you choose I don't not to get acknowledge it, them, it's fine. I don't get it, but I definitely think this might be an episode idea to delve into it deeper because I literally, I don't. First of all, guys, the podcast episode is on something completely different. <laughs> but since we've come into that, it might be for another episode. But I, I can't even imagine what you're talk talking about. Yeah, I can't picture it. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Well, I know Audi has many enemies. You know, Audi may be doing something. She must be doing something, right? Apparently, when you're just doing too good, people have to hate. Yeah. You have too many eras. I, I enjoy my life with, with like a side side um, dish of chaos. Oh my god! Every now and then, it just you know wakes up the system. You're like, I don't like I don't chaos. Know. Audi's like I a like living and breathing like. Um, personified um person of all of bob risky's um quotes how he said what did he say have you ever seen someone die of insults and he absolutely adores <laughs> his enemies he's like shower me with insults and cosmentation i won't die you're just giving me more attention and i'm shining and i'm loving it and um yeah <laughs> audi was just like yeah i love my enemies continue hating um, no, isn't that what we're meant to do, though? Like as Christians, love yeah, your enemies and pray should. for them. We should. We should. I think I understand Zaliha in the sense that now, as an adult, of course, we don't really have enemies. But like, I just like to look fondly back in my at my teenage years and remember when I did, mm. and it just fills me with pride that I've grown 
from that um, position. Mm. But that's for another day, like Saliha said. It's for yeah. another episode. Yeah, well, it is. Well, we'll call our enemies name by name. And you guys will find out by yourself. Ooh. Imagine, uh, imagine if some people don't even realize that they're your enemies. Oh, that's going to be an interesting episode then. Yeah, like you're just going to be naming people and your friend will be like, I didn't realize you hated me. Well, I guess they weren't your friend, but <laughs> I'll to make them. A list. I'll name all of them, then send them the podcast. And then, you know, let's so we're gonna We're editing that bit out for sure. Anyway, moving on to the topic of conversation today. Name and shame. Guys. Uh, <laughs> absolutely not. We're Christians. We don't do that. So we are going to be talking today about feminism. So. Ooh. I know, I know. It sounds like serious business. I mean, it's serious, serious business. It, that's what this that's what this episode is about. So Let's I'm just going to start and say, you know, Audi, Ruth, are you guys feminists? Would you call yourself a feminist? Wow, what is a feminist? That's a good, that's a good start. I feel anyone... like, I, I don't think anyone knows at this stage. Let's be honest with ourselves. There's, there's so many different waves of feminists and to different extremities and different works and definitions to suit people's ideologies. Oh wow! Or trying. This was very thorough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, honestly speaking, I think I think. But how about we go by like the actual dictionary definition of feminist, which means an okay. advocate of women's rights okay. on the basis of equality of the sexes. Sexes, okay. yeah. Equality on what? Like in everything. I'm assuming so, yeah. Men, yeah. Equality between men and women. Well, those were the two definitions, right, at that time. Yes. Yeah. I feel like now it's changed. <laughs> so you, you guys keep talking about the change. Like, what, what do you think? Is, what, what are the changes? What do you think? Oh, just in terms of, like, um, I mean, to be fair, the sexes are still male and female, right? Just, I just wanted to clarify. For the most the women, part, but other... then... There are other, there are people who I assume, who I think fit into other um, categories. Yeah, categories, yeah. But we, should we stick with male and female f- for the episode or? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Um, if it's, if those are still the definitions. And yeah, still... so guys, we're, so guys, just to talk to our listeners, um, we're sticking with male and female definitions um, to, in terms of exploring this, con- this, the context of feminism a little bit further. But yeah, sorry, go on, Odie. No, um, I was just kind of, I was kind of interested in you guys' background and how, if you do identify as feminists, like what were, what was the experience that kind of, like your wake up moment where you realize, hmm, things are different between boys and girls. Have you guys ever had that like, sort of like waking up moment, coming to Jesus moment? <laughs> coming to jesus no i wouldn't say i don't think so so there was never i mean to be fair you live in a, a predominantly female household so it's oh, just um, like... just air out <laughs> air out my life <laughs> no but like if you think about your siblings you have like a sister so like you already outnumber any it's man true that's... it's true no you're right i think i have a completely different perspective because i also went to an all girls high school and sixth form so the go. first uh-huh I said, there you go. Yeah, so the first time I actually encountered males per se, except for primary school, was at university. Wow. Um, so I feel like I'm just going to have a completely different take. I didn't really feel... I, I think I grew up knowing that there were differences between the sexes for sure, but I didn't um, necessarily experience it. As to the full to the full extent as some other people might have but i know like in terms of culturally some things that might lit- be a little bit i don't know if it's a culture thing but it can there can be kind of like inequality in the household between like males and females so i noticed that with my cousins for example i have quite a lot of male cousins um sometimes you know things are just there may potentially be like a different rule for the males than the females or certain expectations placed on the female that weren't placed on the male but then i think it all depends on the upbringing of the person so yeah ruth i'm actually keen to hear from you because oh, i know that you're like the youngest and your brothers are older 
and you come from quite a traditional quote-unquote household so that? what was like your experience with growing up and realizing that mm, maybe i'm marginalized in this in this home um to be honest i i don't i don't actually think i can <laughs> i can agree with your statement there um how do really? i say it now so in 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 our well, house, it seems like you're on your own you know no i'm just i'm just gonna say i think ageism was more of a factor rather mm. than gender in our house um rather than gender sorry um so ageism is always a factor in, in every traditional yeah, it's, Nigerian just, it's just age really so you know everyone cooks in this household my brothers cook and i think because of the age gap they actually ended up looking after me they cooked they cleaned um they had all of those responsibilities and when i was old enough i assumed those responsibilities as well and they didn't stop so that's the thing it almost became as if now you're included in the turn taking um so that's that but aside from that i think it's more or less of of, of the streetwise aspect in terms of them having a different curfew um them being able to um, have more freedom i think that's what was felt rather than the traditional home values um i think i think that's one thing that i quickly came to notice in the terms of like um i didn't have any sleepovers um if i wanted to go and like you know did you did your brothers have friends. sleepovers no that's what i was gonna clarify as well um i was gonna say do men even do sleep do boys sleep over is that a thing um i don't know I think up I to a certain either. age, but I think after a certain age, I think they wouldn't even be interested. Um, <laughs> but, and another thing as well, was my brothers went to boarding school. That was never an option for me. It was like, you need to stay at home. That everything was fine. I think the work of, fe like, the feminists in, in the past have done their bit. I really don't have anything to say. Can't complain. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess to throw the question back at Audi then... Because... Yeah, I think it's quite interesting how Ruth said that the work of feminists in the past, like the work basically has been done. Um, the reason I asked you guys that question was because I, growing up, I felt like I had, like feminism was inherent to me. There was like, there was never a moment where I woke up and I was like, oh, this ideology sounds nice. So I'm grown. Let me jump on this band mm. bandwagon of feminism. Because growing up in like my household, I'm the only girl and I have like brothers, but I'm also the oldest. Um, so you'd think that like that would guarantee me some sort of like, I don't know, um, untouchability or I don't know, immunity cloak or something. But that was not the case at all. Um, and I felt like there were things that my brothers would get away with that I wouldn't. And my, I mean, in my, in my family, it's made very obvious that women are more vulnerable than men. And I think growing up in that kind of environment where it was like, oh, you can achieve anything you want to achieve, but then you're constantly reminded that you need to go and wash the plates because you're a woman or you need to be in the kitchen because you're a woman. Mm. It kind well, of... That's the thing with me. I mean, I know my household is different, but I definitely, I think I made it a point. So like I would bring it up. Like I'd, I'm, I'm not quiet about those things. Um, like, if, let's say you have, fa not necessarily family round, or you have, like, cousins round. Yeah, family round or cousins round or whatever. I'll definitely explain to them. And I think that, I do genuinely think there's a change in the new generation, or at least that I've seen in, like, my own family, where there's a little bit more of that equity, like, and people are starting to understand it. Because I think what changes is that I think quite a lot of the, um, or a bit of the, I don't know, the unfairness came from the initial ideology of, you know, traditional gender roles, like men do this, women do that. And that came with women not working. That came with men being providers, et cetera, et cetera. But I think now that we're in a world where, for the most part, you do need both people to work, you know, to maintain a household for the most part, like I said, I know we have single moms and single dads. Um, and I know, you know, they're doing incredible. I don't know how they do it, but I'm just saying like, you need for, you know, in a traditional-ish family, you need both of, most most of the time, both of the um, parents or 
people involved are working, I think that's made this has there's had to be a shift. Because if we're both working, so what is the difference? Why am I subscribed to this particular chore or this particular um you know, this particular role and you're not? I understand that. Um but my whole take was on that was at that time growing up um i wasn't really thinking about oh men and women are both working i was thinking about my immediate family and my immediate family members and the treatments and the comparison or the disparity between how i was treated and how my male and family members were treated so i think because of that and then obviously going out into the world and this was at the time when the whole you know miss independent you know single ladies all of that rhetoric was at its peak and even now i think it still is but th that's why it's important to know that there are um different waves of feminism and the wave that we're in is definitely like the girl boss era the you know you don't need a man like all of that um, information was being pushed on us and I think I was really heavily influenced by that growing up and especially at that time because my hero was Chimamanda if anyone knows who Chimamanda is at that time I like, love she was that like... speech that she gave I actually did used it in an English um, lesson exactly. and it was that feminism talk that she that she did and you know um, that Beyonce used in that um, song Flawless Yes, yeah, so she mentioned, mentioned the, really key things. Sorry. Sorry, I was just saying those were all the influences that were going around at the time. And especially being um especially being black and feminist, that was I felt like Chimamanda had like a voice or had like a um an experience that was very similar to mine because at the time I didn't feel like a lot of my um I want to say white counterparts, but like uh, counterparts of other races were actually experiencing the same situations as I was because I knew that their home lives were not the same as mine. Like nobody's telling you that like women are meant to be in the kitchen, you know, nobody's actively like perpetuating those stereotypes in their life at, at that age. Do you know what I mean? But being like a young black girl, you're still very like our traditional roots like are still so prominent so i knew that chimamanda had like an understanding of the word is actually intersectionality of feminism and race and yeah nigerian like cultural norms so it was like oh wow somebody who really gets what it feels like do you know what i mean um so at that time i think i definitely um identified as a feminist and I identified very strongly and I think one of the funny things was I remember having a conversation with my dad and I was like oh you can't say that to me I'm a feminist and the way my dad looked at me like what you're a feminist and he was just like it's because you have a western education that you can consider yourself a feminist so do we think feminism is a western construct it's like a western thing it's more of a Western construct, but it doesn't mean that, you know, back in the diaspora, like back in Nigeria, sorry, it doesn't mean that there aren't changes or there aren't changes that are, you know, for example, Chimamanda lives in Nigeria and even and she, what she was saying just happened to be something that was easily accessible. So I don't think that Nigeria is, it's maybe not to the same level, but I do believe that um you know they're more f but they're 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 more pro feminism here than maybe back at home definitely yeah i definitely i think in nigeria the it's still very much a traditional society where the it's it's difficult to break those norms but then but then i think i think it depends on it depends on exposure as well like you don't know what you don't know um so there's an element of that as well i think and the maybe the one of the reasons why we're so different is because we've been exposed to maybe a different way of living and that's why we can say oh we're feminists or we don't subscribe to this notion but back at home it's just you don't know what you don't know um i think but do you guys think that i mean going back to what ruth said about she thinks that the work of 
um the old olden day feminists like they've done their bit and so does that mean like you don't believe that um tr traditional gender roles still take you know still st are still like really important in this day and age like we don't need that anymore those are outdated like we're kind of in a in a in a place where men and women are fairly equal now what i just want to say to that is like when when you look at I, i've just been I've, I've been a bit silent because i was looking at the different waves of um feminism so when you look at the first wave of feminism they solely focused on like suffrage and obstacles that held them back um on a legal stance so the main things that they were working towards was voting rights and property rights and this doesn't scream to me about you know i'm i'm complaining about what i'm doing at home this is just women asking for their voice to be heard and that was the first wave this is how feminism started we want our voice to be heard we just want a right to vote we want a right to say that you know i also have a sharing this property it didn't necessarily say i'm tired of being in the kitchen i'm tired of cooking i'm tired of being the one that stays at home with the children i just want to be heard now the second wave now started going into like um according to the source i'm using now started going into domestic roles and the workplace and reproductive rights so you can see the graduation of things here and i think the pattern is that women are asking for more independence and um, and they're tired of that submission in the sense that you know i i can be represented by another gender in in the sense that like how how do i say it now like before in terms of family planning it was more or less of like when the man felt ready or when he felt like you know we're ready for another child because i can financially provide where it wasn't the woman it, it, it there was never a case of does the woman feel mentally ready to nurture another child because at the end of the day yes you can be ready to financially provide for a child but it's the woman that would be at home back in the day to look after this child to give this child the love and affection that it needed there was no consideration to that so it's a growth of the need for independence now when i say the 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 original <laughs> the original feminists have done their job i'm saying that in the sense that a woman's voice can be heard it holds weight um that i, do, I don't believe it holds I, weight everywhere though not everywhere of course but then not that, every space but definitely more than before. of course you know if you want to vote you have all right to vote if you choose that you know what you want to go into family planning you know it one of the stance or one 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 of the one in, in terms of abortion anyway not that i'm saying i agree or I disagree but one of the things is considering the woman's mental state that's also you know considering that as well even in terms of sexuality and your family and workplace all of these things like if you feel like you're being targeted in work because simply because you're a woman you have the right to speak up those are the things that i appreciate that if i feel any type of way my voice can be heard now in terms of all these other things about you know i am equal to a man I personally think, here we go, um, I, I personally hmm. think that I don't think men and women are equal. I don't think there's equality. I think we should have equity. Exactly. Um, you know, if anything should be equal, it's our importance. So do you guys, do you guys um, subscribe to the whole notion of um, if, if my man is able to provide then why should I go out to work? Like, would you guys be happy to be, you know, sort of passenger princesses in the sense that, like, the man can just drive the boat and I'm more than happy to sit back? Do you think that feminism has been a detriment to modern-day relationships? I think you're asking two questions there. I feel like, you know, if you want to be a passenger princess, your man drives the boat, that's a personal preference. Um you choose whether or not you want to be involved in the decision making and some people don't want to and they just want to you know enjoy and observe but you know there are pros and cons to that um i think that is a personal stance i don't think there's like a you know feminism has done this i think each woman has the way they want to they picture their life so they go on whichever path 
And I've forgotten the other thing you mentioned. Do you think feminism has been a detriment to to what? To like modern day relationships to... and that whole independent woman rhetoric has been more damaging than good. I think, I don't think it's been a detriment, but I think issues pro crop up when you do things to the extreme um, or when you're, let's say, in a relationship and you two are on, are on opposite sides of the spectrum. So you have, you know, you're dating a man who is like, you know, a fundamental, you know, traditional man to the core and you're, you know, a feminist, but like on the other side and, you, you know, you're like, I want to be independent. I don't subscribe to all these things. So I think you just have to figure out where you are on the scale and be with people, surround yourself with people that are like-minded in that manner. Um, otherwise, there'll always be friction. It literally just takes me back to one time when I was like set up with this guy. I didn't realize he was like the most traditional, oh my God, traditional guy on earth. And he was talking about how like, oh, his wife, like he could never be in the kitchen um, mm. cooking with his wife. Like, why would why would he do that when like that's what his wife was there for like he he was just like the man is the ha head of the house there's no reason for him to be in the kitchen and that was just when i was like i was more angry at the person who set me up with this with that guy because i was like knowing my own personal values why would you allow me to waste my time with somebody who thinks like this and i was more shocked that there were men who still had some really strict um traditional viewpoints because i feel like where we are now you can't have those you know strict um traditional viewpoints anymore or like sometimes i don't feel like i have to interject there because i think i i used to think that that where we are now we, there can't possibly be that many men that have those opinions but i think they're they're quite a lot but I don't want to say they're hiding in plain sight, but they're hiding in plain sight. Actually, you'd only guys, know you don't you'd only know when you speak to them. I I honestly think I think the reason for the rise of a lot of guys thinking that way is simply based upon the fact of the grass is greener on the other side. I think a lot of them, if they were to stand by that, I don't think they'd be able to see it through in the sense that they see the amount of independence women have now and it might not be appeasing to them. I mean, um, yeah, it might not be appealing to them. And so they think, you know what, maybe if it was the traditional roles that were set in place, I would, I would feel more valued. But I think a lot of guys right now don't understand that pressure and um, they don't understand the uh, the amount of pressure that you're going to go through as the sole provider. A lot of them can barely fend for themselves right now. Let's be honest. Um, a I... lot of them are, you know, <laughs> I just I just feel like to be, to to be the traditional man. Not only do you have to provide, you have to protect. Not only do you have to protect as well, you have to ensure the safety of your family. I think right now to be able to carry the safety of your family in this today's society, I think that is a tremendous, like a tremendous task with the craziness and everything that's going on right now. So, you know, I think a lot of guys, I'm not saying all of them, but I think a lot of them are just saying this in the hope that it things would be better um, if that was the case because they would feel more needed more wanted but i think i think i think there's an issue there because i mean i'm i can't say i can't speak for men but the impression i've gotten when i've spoken to some men who have this type of mindset is they almost you know attach their worth or you know they attach their worth to the paycheck that they bring home or their ability to provide for the family. But I think the role of a man in a household for the most part is also changing. It's not, I don't, we're not seeing them solely as the provider anymore. I think there's, there are so many things that come into it now. And I think, you know, they do themselves a disservice because I definitely, you know, I don't think anyone, man or woman should be seen as, you know, the person who brings home the bacon so to speak 
there's way more that they offer there's there's beauty in both having the male and the female presence in the household and when i say in the household i mean like emotionally present as well rather than like the father goes out to work and the mom is the nurturer at home and i think that's led to so many different things in terms of the children you know growing up i'm realizing they actually don't know their father <laughs> because he was never he was either just never around mm. so i think i just think if there are men who who you know have this notion of like i'm the provider okay that's great you're the provider but i just hope they they know that they, that's not their sole purpose and their sole role in relationships or as fathers and you should never subscribe yourself to a paycheck like that's not it and i also think it's a very hard thing to maintain like you said ruth in this economy um to be the sole provider that's a lot of pressure and that brings into question all the other things that go on in life um like you know the increased rates of depression in men and things like that and maybe men males not feeling like they can speak out um yeah, i just think it's a tremendous amount of pressure to put on yourself when you're in a relationship you're a team you could actually have a teammate you know I, exactly um, and and i think that's why i said like a lot of the guys that do say this don't necessarily know what they're trying to subscribe themselves to and but i want to know what is the issue like why is feminism right now why why is it so controversial like something that started off to be something so beneficial now it's like either you hate it i think it it's seen as a threat it. literally but why like when when it was happening of of course it wasn't something that was embraced women had to fight for their rights but like now it's it's almost like <laughs> It's almost not beneficial to openly admit and say, yes, I am a full-fledged feminist in today's society. Why is it caught in people's hearts? Why is it up upsetting people? Why are you triggered? <laughs> Why are you triggered? Um... I think it, it, like with anything, it's almost like, you know, it starts off nice. And then the more influences you get, it sort of morphs into more than what the original um group or the original people who started it intended intended for it to be and of course with the way that society has changed and the way that um the norms in society regarding men and women have changed over the years feminism has also sort of like evolved naturally with that so it's i mean it's interesting that you were like oh in, initially it was just we just want to be recognized as human beings. We no longer want to be second-class citizens because at the time, that's all that yeah. they could ask for. You know, it was just like, yeah. please recognize us as humans in that first wave. Please allow us to vote. Imagine begging, please allow us to vote. Yeah. Now we can't imagine that because it's been so long. It's not even been so long, but like th that's no longer where we are. Um, because at that time, women, women were just seen as like your, your father's property. You know, you're not even just like a child. Mm. It's like you're meant to be given away in marriage um, by him to, to improve the family status. Like, especially in this, I'm talking about um, feminism in the West um, amongst um, middle and upper class families. Because if you're poor, forget feminism, you're poor. Like, you don't, you're not thinking about, oh, where's my, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Where's my standing in, as a woman? Can I vote? You're thinking about, can I put food on my table? Do you know what? So, um, but now it's like, we've achieved all those things. Like you said, it to some degree, let me not say to, uh, we've achieved all those things because we're still constantly hearing about diversity in the work and workforce, breaking the glass ceiling and yes. things like that. But mm -hmm. they have been offshoots. Of feminism that have become slightly more radical and i always think that um sometimes the smallest voices make the loudest noise and that is and with the with the incoming of social media it has meant that like some of those voices are really amplified and those are the things that are picked up more than maybe the older waves and older generations of um feminist ideas so now we are in the era where it almost seems like feminism is synonymous with um man-hating or misandry so and men of course like there's no man that will hear, hear of that and be comfortable with that and 
if it's a man's world, they're going to speak out against it. They're going to demonize you for being a feminist. Um, so that I think that's probably some of the reasons why we've ended up where we are at the moment. Because I, I mean, I was I, I sent you guys like a, a Twitter thread where they were really hating on feminists. They were like, these guys are just lesbians. Like these guys are just angry um, man uh, men haters. It, it's no longer about equality. Or it, it seems mm-hmm. to no longer be about equality, but about like your own personal agenda against men. But I think it it begs the question, like when we say feminism, we're not trying to, we're not saying, please let us be like men. It's just equity. But I think not everyone there's just thinks, not everyone mis- thinks in terms of equity. No, I, I, I get that, but I think that's literally the root of the problem. Um, It's not, they perceive it as we want to take over their role or be like them, where that's far from the truth. It's more so just like equity. Um, Yeah. I think the problem was already with the very, with the definition of it in the first place, where it was asking for equality. And a lot of people have run off with that. And I, like I said, I don't, I I definitely believe there are fundamental differences between men and women. And women can never be men. Um, And I, I kind of subscribe to the whole idea that like, we should take what is good about being a woman and that should be your own power and i think when i heard about the, the whole femininity movement i was kind of interested in that i was like okay let me hear more about that that i was drawn to that because to me it seemed like that's where those kind of ideas align more with my um ideologies in terms of that women are we're kind of powerful in our own rights do you know what i mean so i think understanding your own femininity and understanding the power behind that is something that like i try and use as let me you can recognize my place and my value rather than trying to like make myself equal to a man so do you guys have you guys heard about the whole femininity movement you know um sitting in your feminine energy all of those things you see you see you see this is where the plot thickens because i never used to listen to them because I just didn't understand it because they title it like some of the ones I've seen is like the feminine scent and they're literally telling you about the scents that men like and and, and that baffles me because I, I just think you know if you want to get perfume you get perfume that you like I don't know why it has to do you know what I mean like it does just embodies you and whoever likes the scent likes the scent but they're literally videos telling you about the feminine scent the feminine voice how your pitch should be what your tone should be there's the the feminine touch like you know there's just it, it it's almost it's almost seems like a set of prescript like a prescription on how to be a woman and I just think like when you have things like femininity and the feminine woman where if we if we all subscribe to what they're telling us then where where is the individuality where does that come in because how can someone be telling you what the feminine voice is and how your pitch should be and the tone and how you should respond and how like you should process things and sit in the fact that you're more emotional i'm just like my whole huh? my whole problem with that whole movement and that whole resting your feminine energy it's nice because i think it's um as with, like I've said, I've said it a million times, but like, as we're in that wave of, oh, um, independent women, we don't need men. It's kind of like a rebuttal to that in like, oh, no, we do need men. Men are really important. And that whole resting your feminine energy seems to really cater to men. Um, seems to, at least the whole idea of the perfect woman in a, in a man's head or what women think the perfect woman for a man would be because if you think about it all the things you're trying to do is to ensure that men find you more appealing more attractive but that's not the sole purpose of a woman in life i mean am i wrong <laughs> like i don't know you, you know look good because you want to look good and it makes you happy and if you happen to find a man in the process good on you you know you see that's a very um, that's but a I very, think, feminist, I think... very feminist yeah exactly 
that's a very <laughs> that's like girl live your life Forget do men. you be independent empower For sure, but yourself do, do you guys not think yourself. do you guys not think that there's too much there's too much like i do you know what i mean these are the steps you need to take and the thing is if you could follow all those steps and wear the floral perfume it's floral perfume guys by the way in case you were wondering mm. the the feminine scent you know, you could do all this thing, have the floral perfume, have your tone very, you know, quiet and like you have, you elongate your words and you're very slow and then you still don't get a man. So does that make you masculine? I don't understand if the whole point of this resting your feminine energy is meant to make you more like attractive or to a, to the male gaze. Like I don't, I just, it just baffles it completely baffles I've me. I don't tried, understand I've it tried that all. whole resting your feminine energy thing and it's exhausting. And I realized that I'm insane. <laughs> oh, like you actually, you actually tried it like on yourself. No, you... because like the whole, I, I, the whole like, oh, let me slow down my words. I don't want to slow down my words. If you don't understand, please go and find a chance. Keep it pushing. It, it's too much. <laughs> like it was, it was asking me to not be myself. No, it's basically another, it's basically another module. It's, it's like study. It's a, you're studying. And the thing is, that's not, I don't think that would be your I authentic like self, unless that is how you are that naturally. women had to change so much, and men had to do so little. And just yeah, exist. So... And it's like, we'll, we'll take you as you are, but I have to change for you. And I think even in this day and age, where what really opened my eyes was the whole bbl movement where i felt like a lot of women were saying to themselves like oh yeah we're we're doing it because we're empowered and we're you know we love our bodies and what you know if you if you really like yourself i mean if you really want to change something about yourself change change it but you didn't i, I felt like a lot of women don't realize that you're doing it to actually cater to the male gaze so my but then it's crazy because when they speak, well, when I speak to my male friends, they say it's not, it's not necessary. Apparently, it's not exactly what they go after, but I don't know where the miscommunication Men, has come through because it seems to be, everyone is confused. Everyone is, confused. Everyone is actually confused because <laughs> I'm just about to pipe up on that. Um, I, and I know a lot of guys do actually say, you know what? We like girls that are natural. But then on social you know, media, you like just the BBL bask. girls. Exactly. There's exactly and and that's why no, but, i say that they're, yeah. they're confused you know because if they'll see a girl with no makeup now they won't look at her twice that's just the honest truth but really? if you've got your lashes on so they lie then you, you didn't know that they lies. lie they just don't know what they want well maybe they just didn't know it themselves and and maybe the men don't realize but they'll it be honest with you then... they'll be honest with you and say that there's a difference between liking like <laughs> There's a difference between apparently wife material and just you know a, a girl yeah, that's friend the phrase material. They like to use, They're like, oh, if it's wife material, she needs to be beautiful naturally. She needs to know how to embrace her natural beauty. But if it's just mm. a thing, a, a, you know, a thing for the side, then yeah. Um, but it doesn't make sense because it's these things, quote Isn't unquote. Isn't it a girlfriend that then becomes a wife? Or what do you them. meet someone in the street and you're know. like, be my wife? They didn't know. It's and for, for women as well, I think we're also confused. But we can't blame each other. When the men are confused, women will become confused. Everyone is, is... the blind leading the blind. Exactly. <laughs> but I think women are confused in the sense that when you're now starting to um subscribe to people that are telling you how to sound and how to smell i think that is a problem in the sense that you're a woman this is your identity this is you why is someone telling you how to be more no, of I a woman you, than you are i was watching you, the you video and i was woman. getting physically biology as well biologically i i don't understand it's crazy it, it, it's what more it truly is mad Please. and and i feel like i'm i'm just gonna quickly drop the um lgbtq trans here um you know um in in the sense that you know a lot of people with the rise of this a lot of people are now trying to understand what it means to be a woman um there's some trans people i'm so glad you said saying, that you know because I cannot like I, I deserve the same rights as a woman. I dress as a woman. I, I have long hair. I have makeup. I have this. I have that. And now all of a sudden people are like, oh, that's not what makes a woman. So now you two, you know what it means to be a woman. And so obviously we know it's not about the tonation of voice or the way you smell. Yeah, it's you something more. Womanhood exactly. It's something perfume more. And 
the sound the that comes out of your mouth when you speak. That's not what makes a woman. It's what's within. And I just want to say to truly embrace your womanhood, I think you need to be in a right state of mind. I'll take this personally. Like when I'm feeling myself, it's when I'm at peace. You know, you're eating healthier, you're drinking water, your skin is glowing, beauty is radiating. These are the things like, you know, to, to truly be like, top notch and you know be the woman that you are and 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 you're feeling yourself is when you start to look after yourself it's just natural and that is however you, it is you like to look after yourself you, you exercise not to go and buy you know it was actually the jimmy choo scent sorry this video is really getting on getting it does on smell me. nice though the Jimmy Choo scent, I do actually have um some Jimmy Choo like Jimmy Choo perfume. It does smell really good. But I'm just saying like whichever scent it, it's not like subscribing to one thing. However it is that whatever it is that you do that makes you feel like you whether that's getting your head and whether that's going for a boxing lesson, whether that's going for it to the football, anything that gives you joy, embrace that. I don't think we're all if we're why would we all do womanhood the same and just literally you know, that that's there's power in differences and that's the thing. I feel like you people subscribing to these things, you're throwing away your power and you don't know it. Um but And you're literally handing it over to them. Literally like you know what? What what does it, you know, take away my womanhood as long as I'm I'm smelling the same as all the other girls around me, as long as I'm looking like everybody else, as long as I've got a big butt, as long as my weave is reaching, you know, my waist, all of these things, you're not making yourself any special. And that's just the reality. Um, but yeah, I think everyone's confused and that's just it. But I just think do what works for you if you're in a relationship or, you know, you're attracting particular men and you're happy with it and they're happy with you. Do you? Well, then. Sounds like a good note to end on. <laughs> do what you like. <laughs> Literally. Do whatever it is you do what want. Like, because I'm for you. I feel like I'm even getting a headache right now <laughs> wow. because I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. <laughs> no, I'm frustrated because like people are like, oh, you know, equal rights, do what you want. We should be seen the same way. Yet when um unisex um bathrooms are being introduced in school suddenly uproar men shouldn't be using the same toilet as women women should be but this is what you ask for it's equality no um when 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 we want to start mixing the genders in sports we're saying this is clearly unfair you know the men are winning that this is this it's not given a fair opportunity for the women, uh, female athletes but this is the extremity of the equality you ask for. And it goes the same, although obviously, you know, domestic violence is never right. But when you're saying, um, you know, men and women should be treated the same and you're saying it's fine for a woman to raise her hand at a man, but the man shouldn't hit her back. Where's the equality there? I, that's why I think the 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 basics <laughs> no. has been reached, you know, the basic because then the feminists will say, well, and they'll literally say, well, we obviously know a, a, a man is more stronger than a woman. So if a woman does hit a man, he should obviously know not to hit her back. How does that make sense? Um, but I'm not trying to send for anyone, of course, if that's the way you think, do you? Um, but yeah, I just think that there's levels. I think what's been achieved in terms of, you know, rights and the ability to be able to voice out your opinion to live your life comfortably and be at peace so you can actually embrace your femininity as an individual i think that's what matters and i think one of you guys mentioned it as well like what's happening in in third world countries where the basics haven't reached like i said i think men and women they're equally as important so yes your voice should be heard but our roles are different <laughs> no i've I completely loved everything that you've touched on there it's I think we just need to acknowledge that it's equity potentially and not equality. Um, and we do have the basics. It's just where do we go from here? And You work with it. If we are, if no, I just mean like, where, like because other things keep, you know, the wave of feminism keeps evolving. But to what end, you know, what, what, we need to just know what we want and what we stand for. Oh, and stick by that sorry before i shut up and um <laughs> hold my peace i just have a quick message to the men out there 
um, that don't necessarily oh. feel so comfortable about even some of the basic, you know, rights. All I want to say is that I think sometimes people equate independence and power to masculine energy and submission to femininity. And so when women are, are wanting to be more independent, provide for themselves, protect themselves, you know, and, and look after themselves, it's almost like you're obtaining too much power. You're taking power. I have from a question me. for you. I, I need to. I have a question for you, right? Yeah. Because I like that you said when, well, you said sometimes, but I think it's all the time that if mm. women, independence is like a masculine thing and submission mm. is a feminine thing, so do you now think that with the whole independent woman movement, women have become too masculine? Because I, I have a suspicion, a sneaky little suspicion. That men are becoming too feminine. <laughs> a lot of women don't want to be independent. Step it up, men. <laughs> that, we're being so forced out of our own natural um, habitat to become these independent girl mm. bosses. When we really just want to be at home, cooking mm. making <laughs> Odie, are you speaking no for but i think a lot of women are exhausted that's why this whole femininity movement has come up do you know what i mean a lot of women are tired of trying to chase mm. something that doesn't feel natural to them so maybe it's because men haven't been stepping up to the place that women have to feel like because let's think about the second wave of feminism it came about because men went away to war Women had to go into the workplace and they realized, no, we're working just as hard as you guys. Pay us. Pay us what we were. That's where it kind of started. Where women were not in the place where they were meant to be. Because they were meant to be in the homes, right? Let's, let me play the devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. They're meant to be in the homes, making, making a beautiful home, having children. You stop that because of war. They go off and enter factories. You're not paying them correctly. And then... The, the whole like the whole movement evolves from there so i'm saying maybe the home is the natural place for the woman and men are actually meant to go out and provide so independence is not something that comes naturally to women i'm just being the devil's advocate here i don't believe anything i'm saying please but do you think women have become too masculine because of all these events um i just think i just think life has changed has it changed the truth and as the, I mean, it depends on what you subscribe to. That's how you use it. You use that, you know, that's how, that's how you decide what your opinion is. But I think life and living has changed, you know, being able to sustain a home, all of that finances, you know, the cost of everything, everything has changed. The family dynamic of a home, everything's changed. Attitudes and behaviors in the home, it's changed, you know. Pre a couple of examples maybe previously men were literally just seen as the breadwinner so they were always essentially i don't want to say absentee fathers but maybe the children didn't have a much of a relationship with their father because it was their mother at home nurturing them i do think there is a new wave of trying to change that and have fathers involved in the upbringing as well i think things are more expensive it's actually harder to maintain a household on your own and like i said i know there are single parents who do it but i'm just saying that ordinarily it's something that two people do right i just think lots of things have changed um and you know the same way women maybe the same way women want more independence have you ever considered that maybe men want to rest as well you know if we are, if we're attributing femininity to you know resting and you know being like soft and all of this do men not want to embrace that side of themselves as well because i believe that everyone probably has feminine and masculine energy and they're not always at equilibrium there's all they rise and you know lower at different times so i think it's just a balance it really is just a balance and i think so many things come into question if the man is the sole breadwinner that's actually in my opinion it can potentially be a dangerous way to live in terms of anything could happen you know he could god forbid get in an accident you only have one income there are lots of things that come and i think you know people are trying to mitigate risk at least if you have two incomes you have something to fall back on you could lose a job you know women are getting more educated they can get higher paid jobs there are certain households where the women earn more than a man so there are lots of different things and i think as women you know 
get more educated and really stand on their own two feet what they want has changed you know in terms of relationally it's like i don't i can provide for myself i need someone that can add to me not necessarily just financially but emotionally as well so i think everything is changing so there are lots of factors that come into it um yeah so if that's the case then why are men complaining I am complaining if women it, are just trying to better themselves, <laughs> be a helper. I think it just depends on the man. Like, there are some men that still subscribe to that traditional gender role and they want their woman to, you know, if they could not get an education potentially and just literally sit at home. And that's their prerogative, you know. But I'm just saying, like, the general consensus, I can't imagine why... I. I it doesn't make sense to me, but like we said, I I, probably, I don't subscribe to the traditional gender roles and, you know, the all the previous ways that, that you know, people used to live. Mm. But I think it's just a case of men just f maybe potentially feeling like they, they, they attribute their role to power. And so between, and but I don't think power just stems from the fact that you can provide. And the way I think in, in some sort of, weird way is that if the woman is seen to be getting things for herself it's almost like it is they view it as a threat or they they can't as i just think in a household where both people are working you can't just make a decision i get it that you're the head of the house um you know but you can't just make a decision there's potentially more teamwork that has to happen there's no one asking you for money to go and do something because she probably has her own so I think they see it as like I'm losing my voice I have less of a say because I'm now almost they view it as almost like a competition I'm in competition with someone else and I shouldn't be and I don't want to be so you need to do your job do your role which is you know whatever traditional gender role they assign to that particular woman so yeah and for women it's a choice some women want to do that gender role you know and there's nothing wrong with that and so um, that's why I just say like just find on the spectrum just find the people that suit you I just think where there co becomes a conflict I do think we can all live in harmony and respect each other's like bases you know you like traditional you like your woman to have a traditional gender role you want a man that um, you know, you want a man that does X, Y, Z. I want a woman that works, does this, whatever it is. I think there's room for all of us, but we just need to, you know, stop conflict by just being in an environment that is with the people that share similar views as us. Otherwise, what we, what's happening, you know? Just love yourself. Wow. And on that note, be happy. <laughs> Are you just trying to end it on a positive note? Yeah, just love yourself, be happy and stop trying to steal power. It's not a power, you know, it's not it's not a power game or whatever it is or trying to outshine the other. Yeah, like we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. And if you have any comments, if you disagree, if you agree. Yeah, what? I'm sure the men probably disagree. So, you know. That's what I wanted to say. What are the men comment. in your life saying? <laughs> what do they have to say for themselves? Yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening to the episode. I'm so glad you've tuned in. Like, follow us online on Instagram, Life in Full Effect. That's life with a one. You can always send us an email at thelifepodcast at gmail.com. That's life with two E's. And, yeah, comment below. Tell us what the men in your lives are saying. Send us requests of what episode you want us to do next. We're always open because this episode was actually requested as well, wasn't it? So, yeah, but... Thank you guys for listening. Till next time. Feminine energy. <laughs> Bye. Toodles. Adios.